With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, hello. Good morning, Asha. Good morning. I'm uh, I'm throwing you on the uh, the headphones. Ah, oh, there you go. So I, I think record with slightly better audio. Uh yeah, it actually sounds pretty good. Well, how are we how are we doing now? We we're doing really good. All right, let me uh get into my audio blocking chamber. <laughs> I got a sheet. I got a sheet set up. It's like a it's like a home fort. I love it. Yeah, you you're just camping out kid style. Oh, I love it. Yeah, you got to keep it fun. <laughs> quarantine day 30 it, uh, oh you've been keeping track of the days that's interesting uh no i i, I just pulled 30 out of thin air it may be 35 it might be 28 but it sure feels like a long time well it must be odd for you because you came straight out of a red mexico trip so i i kind of that i think that'd be interesting to hear how that felt arriving back in the the country with the escalated state yeah, it was bizarre. Um, so, as you said, I was uh, I was coaching down in Mexico when the whole uh, COVID nineteen situation took off, and it, it was kind of developing daily. So every day we would look at the news and think, like, oh, you know, should we pull the plug? Should we <laughs> should we fly back right now? And this is, um, I want to say, this is like early March. So. Um, yeah, we kind of decided to wait out the trip and, and flying back into LAX, it was a ghost town. So uh, happy no, neither of us got sick, but uh, it, it was nice getting some waves before the whole situation unfolded. Absolutely. I mean, it, it goes without saying, but yeah, I just want to acknowledge the severity of the situation and, you know, thoughts going out to those who are, you know, suffering and have lost lost um, both family and loved ones and um, finances and yeah, I mean the list goes on. So just goes without saying, but want to acknowledge that fact. But you know, um, and of course, here we are talking about surfing, which can seem so trivial and trite, and yet it is fascinating and it's interesting. So you know, I, I kind of want to stay in that lane, not um, to avoid the severity of everything else. But you know, sometimes it's good to to undermine and explore where the uh, emotions and the depths could be in our surfing and having it been not taken away but foregoing that privilege right now um not everyone around the world is having to do that but it's been an interesting exercise of how much i miss surfing and you know 
um, where I wanted to start was I've noticed for myself, you know, there's waves going up and down and some days are easier than others. And everyone's in their own situation, got their own conditions and their own um, feelings and it's, it's real to them. So, you know, encourage anyone to, you know, whatever the way you're feeling is, is it's real to you. So just because somebody else's condition might be better or worse, um, you know, it's it's not that yours isn't true. So the question is, mm. how are you today? You know, taking stock of how you feel and how you're doing um, right now. Yeah, so yeah, it's been weird. Uh, other than injuries, I've I've never really taken this much time out of the water. Um, and yeah, it's, it's been you know, there's definitely some days that are hard, and there's days that are easier and. I, I'm sure that the feeling's kind of analogous to everyone right now because everyone has that thing that they're missing, whether it's, you know, you know, playing tennis with their friends or, you know, just hanging out on the beach. Like everyone's kind of having to, to give something up. But yeah, surfing's complex. There's a lot of facets to it. There's, you know, physically how, you know, it, it obviously keeps you in shape. Mentally, surfing's, you know, it's a mental challenge. The playing field's always changing. And, and socially, you know, for a lot of us, it's, it's kind of where we go to, you know, see our friends and make new friends and you just kind of have that community communication. So yeah, it, it's definitely a, you know, a big hole, uh, in my life and one that, uh, even though, you know, it's always been kind of a cornerstone of my existence once <laughs> it definitely feels uh, like I'm missing something. Yeah. I think, I mean, surfing brings balance to one's life and you know if it's such a big part of your life you take it away things are going to be out of balance have you been I, I don't want to use the word filling the void let's go back to the balance um terminology but have, have you been finding other ways um within those confines to to balance both body mind and uh even just energy yeah uh i mean that's a really good question and <laughs> one I'm trying to figure out every day, but uh, luckily I've, I've I had a couple of nagging injuries uh, that I've been able to dedicate a little bit more time to. Um, I've kind of been carrying a, a knee injury for you know a couple of years now, so I've been able to just dedicate a lot of time to physio without you know going surfing and, and setting it a couple stages back. So and that's been nice, and uh, luckily I'm I'm still working uh, and coronavirus has presented a lot of you know unique unique challenges uh in that space so trying to figure that out has uh has definitely consumed a lot of my mental energy when you say you're doing physio um that's obviously using or drawing from the guidance you've had from health professionals before and then just you know um self-setting out a program i'm imagining what what was the injury and what are the things you're doing uh, I actually think it, it may be, if not the most common surfing injury, then, uh, one of the most common in surfing injuries, it was my back knee. Uh, I had a, a, a lip land on it on a surf trip and, uh, I, you know, it wasn't horrible, but I, I tore the meniscus and, and sprained the MCL. So it was something that, you know, you don't really quite get surgery for, but you actually have to dedicate quite a lot of time to physio. And, um, so yeah, it's, uh, it, it's, then just the exercises that were given to me by the doctor. It's a lot of leg lifts, a lot of mobility stuff. Um, and yeah, 
uh, uh, kind of overall surf cross training is, is filled up my time as well, trying to make sure that I'm going to be flexible enough to get in the water when that time comes. So are you doubling down on things you were doing before or have you taken the time to be, okay, this is how I'm going to approach it? Because I think that's interesting for people. I'm trying to imagine this conversation years down the road where someone might listen to it and you know, there's there's insight and wisdom to be gained from you from how to train and stay excited and on point for whether it's an upcoming trip or a daily routine to be able to surf better in light of bringing the mm-hmm. depth out of one's surfing. So are these things you've um, always doing and just doing it a little more or are these, are these uh, things you're recreating now or creating now? Yeah, so I'd say it's been more doubling down on uh, exercises I kind of already knew. Um, you know, it'd be nice if, uh, you know, obviously everything's closed right now. If I had access to, you know, a good trainer or a, a good physio, it'd be, it'd be nice to, you know, kind of get the specific tailored exercises. But, uh, you know, considering that everything's closed, it's been a lot of the, the stuff I've, I've been trying to incorporate in my routine for uh, a couple of years now and, and just kind of actually committing to it and actually getting, uh, kind of the whole package out of it. I mean, let's go deeper into it. Explain, and and I think this is actually a great time to uncover these things because, yeah, maybe we don't have access to those things right now, but how often are we in a position where it's, you have to self-motivate to do these things because it's extracurricular, right? So let's just imagine someone down the path here listening going, oh, well, I don't need to do extra stuff. I could do this on my own at my house. So what are the things that you're, you're doing um, and and go into as much detail as you you care to share, but I I think it's interesting. Uh, it's funny. I was just I was on the phone yesterday with Dane recording a interview that will come out before this one. So we're kind of on the heels of what he said, which was so interesting and fascinating. And I shared that I've actually been battling <laughs> back knee injury too. Um, and I've been riding my bike into work, and some days it's uh, I I kind of was pushing it too much. It was kind of funny. The whole thing would flare up. So. It's been uh, actually holding me back, trying to stay on point two surf, and then I wouldn't say injuring myself more, but just like knowing, wow, that's that's uh, it could go either way here. Yeah, um, so I, I, I can't wait to listen to Dane's interview and, and see what uh, he says on the subject. But for me, um, I mean, I, I always pretty much like to start my day with a surf, you know for just the exercise benefit and just sort of clear my mind and obviously not being able to do that. That's sort of when I've tried to slot in, uh, exercises. So for me, it's, it's, it's a lot of leg lifts, um, and kind of overall like ankle and knee mobility exercises for someone else. It might be, uh, a, you know, a shoulder injury or, you know, yoga to, to stretch. But I, I really do like, uh, trying to fit it in the time slot that, you know, surfing would have been before. Cause you know, if, if, if you have a hole of time, something's going to fill it. Right. We, we, we don't have unlimited hours in the day. And, uh, yeah, I've, I've tried my best to, to keep that schedule. Um, and if nothing else, it'll be easy to kind of jump back into normal schedule once, you know, life allows. Yeah, you give you bring up a good point. You know, like I think having surfing as a routine—that's not in everyone's surf program, but I mean, definitely living around here, there's a there's a morning crew, there's a there's a gentleman's hour crew, there's afternoon crew, and then there's the the evening glass off sessions too. But 
yeah, you'll see people in consistent patterns. So it's interesting that you've maintained that pattern, pattern, and then just swapped surfing for the training. It it's it's um it is a funny thing, and and you ride so many different boards and surf well on on all of them equally. But you know, when you look at surfing and the surfing population as a whole, there are there are common things that need to be worked on, and things where where things go wrong. You know, like you mentioned, the shoulders and the knees. Um, could I ask you from the experience that you had coaching down in Nassara with Surf Simply and seeing a clientele that I would say would be the kinds of people probably listening to this, um, what, what are the things through the ages that you see people either staying ahead of to avoid or having to work on extra hard just to stay at a level? You know, I mean, I mean, I mean, yeah. when you're young, it's almost a wash because mm-hmm. you you bounce back, you get hurt, and it's and uh, I'm not saying when you're old, you got to give it all up. But what are the things or the trends that you noticed that might be interesting to sort of think about now? And and I'm imagining people that haven't now surfed in a few weeks, they're gonna go out there and maybe over froth and 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 cook the goose there too hard and get <laughs> get hurt. So maybe a precursor. Yeah, so um, that's a great question. Uh, and there's definitely the, the most obvious would be um, shoulders. So your paddling fitness. And that's actually a really tricky one because there aren't that many exercises that are a good cross-training for paddling. Like even if you're swimming in a, in a pool, um, the angle of your back is, is different in that you're, you're using a different set of shoulder muscles. So that's not a particularly easy thing to cross train for, especially when we're limited from, you know, pool time. So, uh, you know, if you are fortunate enough to have an area to swim, you know, I I would highly recommend that because, um, yeah, that's going to be really helpful. But, uh, I, I would say that when you do get the opportunity to get back in the water, take it a little easy uh, at the beginning. You know, don't have yourself go for five hour surfs if you're not certain that you're physically capable for it uh, because you, you might injure your shoulder or you might overextend your back or a, a, a big injury is intercostal muscles. So the uh, muscles in between your ribs um, that those typically get hurt from paddling. So really make sure that you're stretching that before getting out there. Um, but yeah, uh, when we finally do get the, the the opportunity to get back in the ocean, um, being careful for overextending is is going to be a big thing. Um, something that I do think you could work on a little more in this downtime is um, hamstrings and, and hips are, are sort of something that everyone they they get tighter as you get older, and you know when you're flexing into the board or, or when you're performing a variety of maneuvers, you know we we really require that mobility so that's an easy one for you to work on at home you know and and i won't try to describe the exercises in in perfect just via audio but there's so many resources out there on the internet that just uh, a quick google of of hip mobility and uh yeah hamstring exercises are going to make it that when you do get back in the water uh you'll be a little bit more physically primed hopefully to to take advantage of that opportunity yeah, I mean that makes that makes a lot of sense, and it also, yeah, just that simple point that I hadn't thought about was I've been thinking a lot about getting back in the water and and how I'm going to approach surfing, and I think that's kind of what's you know the, the impetus and driving force behind these conversations is that anticipation. But yeah, you bring up a good point is like not overdoing it. But I, I mean, 
I would say I generally don't stretch before I surf. <laughs> I just, and I just, I just never really. I've done it on and off, but it's never really been something that's part of the program. But maybe this is uh-huh. a good time to bring that in and 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 be very mindful of not overdoing it. And it comes to the the concept of of the sensations of surfing, and it's funny how. Well, let me put it to you. It's been I don't know how many days, if you know how many since your last surf, but a whole handful. When you sit now and imagine the sensations that you're looking forward to going back to, and obviously all of them are great, but let's just say that first session, what are you searching for? What are you going to ride? Yes. You know, that, um, because why I bring it up is because I've been, I won't give away what Dane said now, because that was almost hilarious and and unbelievably, (laughs) you couldn't have scripted that. But the things that we go back to in our minds and imagine and I wouldn't say preconceive, but maybe relive or that anticipatory stoke <clears throat> is quite it's it's quite nuanced, you know? It's 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 actually quite yeah. detailed. So to you and once again, all of them are great, but what are the things that you're looking for? What are the things that you just can't wait? And it's and I'm almost going to bet it's going to be the simplest things, and I'd love to hear you explain them. Yeah, so, I mean, when I first get out there, and, I mean, if I was going to give anybody advice, I, I, I think that it's really important to, to give yourself permission to go have fun and make mistakes, right? It, it's inevitable that after a long break out of the water, uh, no matter how much you've been working on or how much you've been thinking about it, um, you know, there's going to be you know, tools that aren't quite as sharp as before. So, um, I mean, ride a a board that's slightly bigger. I I know I will. I'm going to probably, you know, ride an egg or, you know, something that has a little bit more fun and foam and just, just give myself the permission to go out there and, and, and have fun and make mistakes. Um, uh, another thing that I'm going to be really careful about, uh, is, looking for uh rosy retrospection so when you you know when you're watching a surf movie and you're just frothing out to go surf or you know thinking about that last really good surf you had before and this all unfolded it's it's really easy for you know our monkey mind to just pick out the best examples of our surfing right you're you're not remembering uh that wave that you just kind of pumped down the line a bit and then maybe did a you know, close out reentry, you're thinking about, you know, the very best maneuver that you did in that session or, uh, you know, the, the very best ways that you took off on. We, we have this tendency to kind of think about the, the poles of our surfing, either like the really bads or the really good. So, um, I know that I'm going to be really careful about that. Can I not putting too much emphasis on the things that go really well, or, you know, too much weight in the things that don't, don't go as well as I would have hoped for. So, um, kind of just taking a, a more mean average approach to it. And I mean, more than anything, just going out there and enjoying the things that drifts the ocean in the first place, you know, get, getting out there in the sun and, you know, being out in the ocean and, and, you know, just simple stuff like complimenting somebody on a wave as you're paddling over, just that, that those little things that are so nuanced and surfing and, you know, that, that make the experience so, so special i'm i'm definitely gonna try to uh appreciate it yeah i mean that's that's beautiful and you know the 
there's so many words, there's a vocabulary that we've now adopted in society, um, unprecedented. I mean, if I hear that word one more time, it's hilarious. But one of them is the new normal. But if we break... Oh, yeah. <laughs> we've heard a lot of the new normal and a lot of unprecedented. Yeah, it's and you know, it goes without saying, you know, we, we, we're clawing for words to describe things. But I'm looking at this time... And you've you've even covered it already, and so did Dane. But he's he's been out of water, out of the water, and out of the ocean, and definitely surfing from injury before. So, you know, there's a way to come back with um, both that injury and a soft start. You know, there's a there's a slow roll and a reintroducing. But we've never been in a time where we fairly fit and able. So that as soon as the green light goes, we get to go out there again. So. There's a difference in this this time and this um, forced separation, should we call it. But because of that, I look at these times and you can imagine all the times that you haven't been able to surf from injury. They become benchmarks. It was my surfing before that mm. injury and then hopefully you heal and get strong. But it's your surfing after that injury. And because this is now a global benchmark, but then more personally, a benchmark within your own surfing I do feel it very important to go back with the right intentions, the expectations. I feel like we've covered somewhat, but it's those intentions of what do I really want out of my surfing? What do I really want to work on? And almost a a, a way to reset. And I know that you describe and explain how to do that so well. So with, with comment on that, this is a benchmark resetting surfing. Like let's start with you personally, but then maybe as a, uh, a coaching authority, the the kinds of things that people could or or, or should throw away, things to bring in and to adopt. Um, yeah. Looking forward, I mean that that is so interesting, right? Because it happens all the time that people are forced to take you know sabbaticals from what they love. You know, we can speak on surfing specifically, but I mean, think about like the comeback story is like a Mick Fanning, you know, who, who, you know, tore his hamstring off the bone, was out of the water forever, and then just came back, you know, mentally and physically stronger. Or, you know, just another example that I think of is like an Aki or somebody who's out of the water for a long time, came back and won a world title, and that wasn't an injury at all. Um, but yeah, I mean, this is, this is different, right? Because we all, you know, want to be partaking, and we all, you know, most of us are physically able to, but it's a, it's a, it's a sabbatical and it's a pause nonetheless. So, I mean, coming back, I I hope personally, I bring in more appreciation and as I said, kind of enjoying all those facets uh, of, of surfing. And, um, yeah, I, I hope that this break, I come back physically stronger and I've, I've hopefully had time to take care of, and all the nagging injuries that aren't a huge deal, but do sort of limit the experience. So it's sort of like a, a, a forced uh, cleanse of, of, of that area. And uh, yeah, I, I just hope I come back uh, in, in enjoying all of it. Yeah. I think um clearly been thinking about surfing so much. And then when you can't surf, you're imagining what it was to you and then what it will be. And that's what a, you know, a, a break and and the longer we don't surf the more clear these things are going to become but they highlight the things that surfing isn't 
it's clearly not the only yeah. most important thing. So yeah, it goes without saying. But what it also does is is it sort of pushes me to see what am I trying to get out of my surfing? And if there's one thing that I hope these conversations and any of the work that we share together could do is to, you know, highlight the depth that your surfing can bring within and to your life. But I think really asking so, oneself, what do you want out of your surfing is, it sounds like, uh, well, it sounds like a silly question, but it also sounds maybe too um, ethereal. But it, if you answer that honestly, I think you're going to be a better surfer just from really assessing things. How does that sit with you? So just turning that back, I mean, what do you, what do you hope to get out of your surfing when, uh, when we're allowed to, to get back in the water? Well, okay, yeah, we'll answer it. Um, per- personally, I've been working on my surfing both with you like on a formal coaching basis but also with Dane and 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 the reason I was doing that is to you know better my technical ability so that when you're making changes in a shape or design you're both feeling the difference so you you kind of self-test piloting because it's a great uh, reference point as well as with with other people customers and team riders, mm. so on and so forth but for me it's like if I'm going to put this much time into something I naturally want to get better so that may be a, a sportsman's approach right but the other thing is it's I don't know of anything else definitely within my life or that I can look to around that I could replace this with that. Well, clearly because I've been surfing for so long, so it's such a huge part of one. But it's such a great mirror. Um, It's a self-reflective guide, right? How am I doing? Am I pushing Mm. myself? Am I growing? Am Am I training the right way? Am I doing the right thing? So for me, it's a great sort of meter I know what I'm supposed to be doing. I know what I'm battling to do. I know what I can do. And usually one of those things is off if I don't get things right. And it's not always about succeeding. Sometimes it's about editing it back. So for me, what I want to get out of my surfing is the the sun and the sea and the water. And yes, those are all of value. And I I love and cherish those. But if, if you're then going to spend that much time pursuing something, I kind of... It's more of a um, like a meditative or reflective exercise because I can go surfing and keep things utterly simple and take off with no noise and keep clean rails and link three to the beach and kick out without a splash if I choose to do so. And if I set those little goals up for myself, I feel like I get more in tune with the wave, get more in tune with the board, get more in tune with who I really am and who I really aren't. I'm more kind with other people. So it's almost like you make yourself a hard challenge. You fail at it or you succeed at it. But because you've set your expectations Mm. and these sort of perspectives of where am I? How small am I? Okay. And it it kind of, it makes you fit into the big picture much more neatly. And maybe that's really personal and that's just the way I see it. But I really like to do that with surfing, you know, it's such a great uh, canvas. I think that's beautiful. And, you know, as we've talked about before, I'm, I'm, I'm sure that there are other things that fit into other people's lives in this manner. But, you know, for me, I don't have that for me. You know, the thing that I think about every day and every morning is, is, is surfing. And, and if we are going to do it every day, you know, there's tremendous value in, in going deeper, right? It, it, any activity that I do every day, I want to continue 
improving at. Like I want to, I want to get better at making my morning coffee every morning. Uh, but you know, when you, when you put it to something like surfing where you actually do dedicate that much time and energy, you know, working on those mechanics and, and, and improving your technique and those little things that can, you know, have, have a high leverage in, in making the difference. Like there's a lot of value in that, you know, it's, it's something that we're doing every day and, and, deriving so much enjoyment from that improving there's there really is a, a lot to it so i i think you nailed that you listening to you answer that and and thinking about how to maybe ex- describe this more accurately i think one of the things i've really enjoyed and it's come from making conscious decisions to make changes in my surfing has been admitting it's almost like a resistance training admitting to sign up to do something difficult until you get it right because you know the benefits are going to far outweigh being lazy or being um, untrained, right? Yeah. And and mm-hmm. that's a huge, um, I mean, that's just like in, in, in any other activity. You, you, you swim the length and the length and the length, even though the race that you'll swim at the gala will be much shorter, right? You know, there's endurance parts. Yeah. You, you do the hard work. And if you approach surfing that way, it's not necessarily to win an event. It's to imagine how you can see things in a better light or go into a slightly deeper um, consciousness of what we're doing so that you can surf longer yep. with more accuracy. And and I keep coming back to the better a surfer you are, the more fun you can have in a bigger variety of conditions, which is… Yes. Absolutely. I just, I personally feel like it's the most important thing as a surfer because we all would love to surf boat trip, warm water, perfect waves. And that's part of uh, surfing life. But I, if I could be in control of having fun just to be in the sea and ride whatever, wherever, that's, that's a, I wouldn't call it a more advanced calling. It's just, it's a way more manageable, um, thing i can play with right and so coming yeah, back and in it, the water, it really is yeah yeah coming back it's like I was just, all the lineups are going to be incredibly crowded <laughs> i'm like i'm actually kind of fine with it I'll, I'll i'm i'm off the beaten path here i'm going i'm going down the beach you know yeah absolutely i mean if nothing else we're going to have a little appreciation for that peak down the beach <laughs> now that all the waves are closed any wave is above baseline like all of a sudden you know, you, you don't necessarily need to go hunt down the best wave in town that day. Uh, getting in the water might just be enough. It's That's really interesting, yeah. I mean, you drive past waves now that are on the grayscale of whether they're open or not, and they're absolutely crowded with people giving it a go. And, and it's and it's it's kind of fun to see that fighting spirit within a surfer. Like, no, I'm like, I, I, I need to get out there. Or I'm going to get out there. So no judgment to that. But it is interesting. It's like, wow. You would never have ridden that wave or never have parked here and walked that far to go surfing. So it, it is kind of fun to see people's routine. There's uh, there's one particular wave that I'm thinking of that's uh, close to your house that I drove by last night. And I don't think I've ever seen more than two people in the water here on the best day. And there was there must have been 50 people spread out on the beach. And it just kind of shows that, like you said, the fighting spirit, you know, it's... Uh, People are always just finding a way to to get in the water. I mean, yes, I do miss surfing, and I'm excited to go back. But I was saying to Dane yesterday, um, 
you know, the longer that we're out of the water, the more you're going to learn from this. So that's an interesting thing. Um, hang on, yeah. That's an interesting thing to um, to know that the longer that we're away from the situation, the more you will learn, but also maybe the more you'll forget. And But basically the bigger change it's going to bring up. So what's interesting is I don't want to just go back and keep making the same mistakes, but I also want to go back with um, an anticipation to, I don't want to say lower expectation, but I think you said, you know, the bar's been like the low water mean for what's even a wave, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And and it comes back to like, I, I don't actually belittle or I don't take any wave for granted. I, I just think naturally. So I'm, I'm not having to fix that. Uh, I mean, maybe that's a little grandiose, but I do think just trying to find the line to be written in whatever wave it is so that when you're on good waves, it's, it's unbelievably easy and an incredible opportunity. But training in those tiny waves you know what we've been working on as a coach three things that people can really start to embrace and think about so that they can start to surf tiny waves and i'm talking like call it east coast wind slop to waist to knee high at best what comes to mind um so the first thing and this is actually pretty actionable um is people always brush over foot placement, right? Like where their feet are on the surfboard. And, and depending on, you know, what situation you are, whether you're trimming or, or actually trying to, you know, get the rail out of the water for a turn, like it is, it's important within an inch. Like the, the margin of error is actually pretty slim there. So I think when, when you do get back in the water or when, you know, especially someone who's not at that, you know, hyper elite, like pro level, like take a second when you, when you get up on your first wave, look at your feet and you know, are they equilateral in the stringer line? Like is your back foot on the tail or is it, you know, six inches from the tail? Like just take that one second and, you know, make sure that you do yourself the favor of, of having control over the surfboard. So, you know, I, I, I do think that that uh, is really important. Um, the next thing is, where are you on the wave? You know, uh, are you, and what's your objective of being there, right? Even on a small wave, the, the most speed is found in the, the steeper section and the high line. So, you know, rather than just, you know, pump down the line mindlessly, really think about, you know, where am I on this wave? Am I trying to get speed from the line I'm on or, you know, the sections that I'm approaching and, and, and define that approach? Because um, without, that roadmap and, and, and knowing what you're doing and just running through the motions. I, I, I don't really think you'll ever have the chance of, of maximizing um, speed, especially in small ways. Um, yeah. And then uh, I'd say the last thing, uh, getting the most out of small conditions is I, I would say that, you know, the smaller and junkier the waves are, uh, you know, we're heading into summer. It's likely that that's what a, a lot of us are going to get into is, you know, do allow that margin where don't get frustrated with yourself uh, at the beginning, right? Um, we we have good surfs, we have bad surfs. You know, don't praise your good ones too much. Don't get down too much on the bad surfs. The um, 
that feeling of, you know, like, ah, you know, I'm not performing. Like it it is, like if you distill it down, it is quite self-indulgent to say like, oh, I usually surf better than this. And and to get upset about that, you know, it's not very productive at all. So do just allow that margin of, um, you know, grant yourself the permission to, to make mistakes. But as you make those mistakes, just think about what they are and, and, and start building on looking for thematic mistakes and not the one-offs. You know, when, when we first get in the water, we're bound to, to make these, you know, little one-off errors that, you know, it might be a timing problem. It might be a mobility issue on how we got onto the surfboard or, or, you know, there's, you know, a hundred little issues we could make and, and, and don't really put too much weight on, on any one of them or let yourself get too down. Just, now set yourself a sample size of maybe a week or, or, or maybe 10 days and start thinking about the mistakes that you make consistently and then diagnose from there. You made me think listening to that answer, which was great. Thank you. Um, I've been constantly thinking about my first surf or my first session back in the water and you've shed light on, you know, not ever cooking it and stretching and that's really helpful information. But I think, I think I've been looking at it incorrectly. Maybe we should be discussing the first five surfs back in the water. Two, yeah, you've set an expectation, but also to lower expectation that can build. So, you know, yeah, I'm just I'm just learning from you right now. Um, maybe that's a better way to approach this. It's like, all right, I'm gonna I'm so excited to get back to surfing, but this is this is a little landscape I've mapped out. Um, not to premeditate everything, but let's just say that the first five surfs, this is what I've set myself up to think and do. Yeah. So uh, I think you can sort of segment the two. There's sort of the excitement to getting back in the water for just the sheer enjoyment of it, which, you know, you should be feeling the benefits of that right away. But, and, and just, you know, specifically talking to you because, you know, I know that you're interested in technical surfing, and I'm sure a lot of the listeners are, are interested in technical surfing. I mean, think about the sample size that you need to be statistically relevant. Like, let's say you're working on, you know, a top turn, right? Like, and I just picked that out of the blue. But you know, if you are, you know, really thinking about how you're performing that top turn, you 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 can't perform that on every single wave, right? Like, not every conditions going to be conducive for the same maneuver um not every you know session you might not have that opportunity so you know you may get one or two good chances per session and let's say we need a sample size of you know 25 or 30 before we start making a call on on what you're doing wrong on this maneuver to weed out whether something is just a you know, a one-off mistake, or if it is more thematic, like the, the amount of time that it takes to, to build that body and knowledge is, you know, it's, it's not insignificant. So I do have that in your mind that if you are thinking about things specifically technique based, you know, you are allowed to grant yourself a couple sessions, um, to, to, to make a call. You know, you, you don't want to, and it wouldn't be productive to, to narrow in on that very first surf. Yeah, makes sense. It makes sense, but you see how the longer you talk about it and think about it, the more accurate you can be for both being gracious on yourself, but also with a more teachable 
possibility out of coming out of the, you know what I mean like a, a more a bigger chance to to glean from this time and from because I mean you could get back to surfing and within three months forget that this even happened for the biggest part clearly well we, we never will but you know like things can wash past unless we do reset you know using this as a time to reset and I'm thinking about um yeah I was just looking through all the boards in the quiver and I was like man like coming back like this is kind of a great time just to flog half the boards that it's not that I'm not interested in them. It's just that I'm just so much more focused and specifically concerned about working on these kinds of parts of surfing, which these boards then really aren't relevant for anymore right now in my surfing. But it's it's almost like the, when you have too many options, you could get too, too many ideas and really just simpl- uh-huh. simplifying it. It's like, it's almost like if you could get back to surfing, but you could only ride one wave a day. It's like, well, that's not going to be a rule, but Imagine you made that a rule. What would you think about? What would you choose? What would you gravitate towards? And those are just interesting questions to ask oneself. Yeah, and and it's funny how you mentioned kind of crummier and poor quality waves before. Because, um, I mean, I've been thinking about that a ton with, with how busy the lineups are going to be. Where I, I pretty much just want to go surf in a place that allows me to catch a bunch of waves and to just have fun. And... I'm thinking, you know, what what surfboard will allow me to do that? And yeah, a specific design, which I'm I'm sure we'll talk about uh, at some point on the podcast. But uh, the the Ubuntu that you've been working on has has really jumped out to me as the board I'm I'm most excited to get back on because it's going to be fun to ride anything. Like I can surf, you can surf just the worst little one foot wave and have the best time. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I mean, that was the impetus of why to design and how to design something that worked when everything else was failing. But yeah, it's, it's, uh, I, I'm so proud of that and the work that we've put in to get to where it is and sharing that with people. But the biggest thing is it's like, you, you have to be very clear in your mind of, okay, this thing is only going to let me do what I, I need to do the right thing for it to work. But there is a sporting chance that I'll feel the best energy part of the wave. It will let me ride a wave that's this size because it fits into this curl. So, you know, mm. it's made to succeed and now it's up to the pilot to unlock those things. And the things that can be unlocked are never going to be bad habits. <laughs> so it, it yep, kind of self, exactly. it self-corrects. It's almost like this exercise within a board as opposed to this exercise within a, a mind um mapping of how to surf why to surf and when to surf and how to surf again but yeah it's 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 interesting i i feel like you know maybe maybe the last few years in my surfing and it's for me it goes together with the boards that i'm making and shaping you know yesterday i made a fish and it was fun but there wasn't um there wasn't a progression in the nuances of the board even though the bottom contour and rail were different than the one before because you know the young lady that i made it for was only 120 pounds and the boards that she was referencing coming off were pretty pretty high performance boards so the boards were great but i spent way more time on the aesthetic so that project was fun and it had a feel within it and it's coming out really beautifully but when you work on things that are trying to answer the question or work on parts of your surfing that you know are personal to you or things that you're battling on to raise your own bar man it's so exciting and it's it's this time where i'm i'm uh 
yeah, so excited to learn and and I just don't want to race back there and keep making the same mistakes or bring new ones on. So, you know, it's it's I don't want to overthink everything, but it's been really interesting like just hearing your perspective and uh Danes and we're going to speak to others around the world too, so that's exciting too, but yeah, man, just what a time to appreciate surfing if nothing else it's shown that. And that, and it's fairly obvious, but it's fun to say, you know, you kind of just put it out in the ether, you know. Yeah, and and I you know I think that was beautiful and really nailed it. You know what a time to to appreciate. Um, you know, hopefully we bring a little appreciation to to all aspects of our life, and you know appreciate the people that we care about and the you know the things that we care about doing. And I know for me, surfing is definitely part of that ecosystem, and uh, I can't, I, I surely will not be uh, taking it for granted in the near future. One last thing comes to mind, and I'm. I'm not maybe looking for an answer, but more perspective. So this time of year, we talk in Southern California specific. We're coming in and out of whether there's going to be warm enough days for a chilly trunk session or just full three mile, maybe two, three. What What are your thoughts on short sessions in trunks when it shouldn't be trunkable, like pushing yourself through a through the cold to highlight your sensitivity of being aware of a session. Any thoughts on that? Oof, that's a tough question. I know that I personally am a total wimp when it comes to cold water. <laughs> and, uh, uh, which is funny cause I'm from the East coast and it gets really, really cold, but I almost always wear more wetsuit and w- wear warmer gear so that I can focus on the surfing and not the, temperature um but that's that's individual for me and i know that a lot of people feel the opposite and that they love to kind of cut down on wetsuits so they can really you know feel the sensation and and you know immerse themselves in it so i i think that might be a bit specific to each person but i know that if if i i always feel if i'm not prepared uh rubber wise for the session then i i spend too much time thinking about uh comfort levels and not enough time thinking about uh the activity that i came out there for <laughs> i'm the same way but it it's interesting that you don't actually want to overcomplicate anything like keep it simple but i do think having a couple thoughts in the back pocket or a couple things to remember getting back into now what we've mapped out as a first say five sessions to give yourself grace is of value but then also you know maybe this is something we can explore and run experiments down the track because there is value to change something, you know, change the fins, leave the wetsuit, wear a hat. Like I've done ridiculous things. I've seen people doing stuff that I'm sort of puzzled at when you look at, but you're like, hmm, maybe they're trying something to to show themselves something. And it's usually a, a fairly mature or high-level surfer that's just spending time, not trying to reinvent it, but for find find their own depth in it. So maybe we can unpack those later on. Absolutely. Asha, I appreciate your time. Um, the last thing I wanted to have you comment on was I know that you've been um, quarantining in isolation. Um, how's that been? I mean, are, do you get lonely? Like, I, I mean, I know you live alone anyway. Holy but, smokes. <laughs> yeah, it's been bizarre. <laughs> like, um, and, you know, I, I say this uh, knowing full well that everyone has their you know, set of challenges, whether, you know, it's a small house and a, and a big family or, you know, spending more time with someone than they, uh, don't normally, but yeah, I, I live by myself here. Uh, and you know, my family's on, you know, the other side of the country and it's, yeah, it's been, uh, 
pretty intense. Uh, <laughs> but um, making it through it, uh, in, in just like how we were talking about gaining insights about your, your surfing, you know, I've, I've, you know, gained a lot of insights about what I like and what I don't like. And um, yeah, I, I really try to frame it as a, as an opportunity to, to dive deep, but uh, yeah, at surface level, it's, it's definitely been a, a, a challenge being quarantined. Mm. Yeah. Well, it's been fun catching with up with you on the phone every now and again and uh, stoked, stoked that you're healthy and safe. And um, I know you've been working hard and uh, the changes that you guys are doing at work too. So yeah, man, you're a wizard there behind the computer working remotely and making things happen. So thanks for your role in um, surfing. Thanks for your positivity. And I look forward to sharing a session whenever we can. And hopefully it's soon. Um, yeah, thoughts go to go out to everyone out there. And, and, and once again, I do feel like this information is valuable both now and, and forever, you know, like resetting your surfing, coming to these benchmarks where you're making changes. Usually they're forced. This one was forced upon us. But, um, mm. you know, sometimes these things bring out the best fruits. And I think approaching it with an opportunity to have come out of the stronger is from an injury that's kind of your mantra as you start. I'm coming back stronger. but. Mm -hmm. I just haven't heard that in the conversation, like we're going to be better as surfers coming out of this. And I feel like that's true if you want it to be. Yeah, I, I 100%. I, I think that we'll exit this you know, stronger and, and, and happier and have a deeper appreciation. And yeah, I mean, there's examples all the time of people coming back from, from long times off. And I, I'm, I'm sure that collectively we're, we're going to come out better than we went in. You're the best, buddy. All right. Have a good day, and we'll catch up with you again soon. Yeah, see you in the water soon. All right. See you. Bye-bye.